Get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back. Episode 218 of the What Up, Though? podcast. Yeah, yeah, we back. Been a few weeks, um, but not without actually recording. Like, we haven't, we've been off like two weeks, I think, or a week or whatever the case. But uh, we got shit popping still. Um, uh, Mike did a, uh, a, po- a solo podcast, and I guess you can give a de- description of that real quick, and then we can jump- talk about the other one. Yeah, so um, I did a solo podcast where I just ran down my top 10 um, shows of 2019. I started with talking about uh, the honorable mentions, and then uh, I counted them down from number 10 to number one, talked a little bit about each one. Uh, it was an interesting experience. Uh, in the time that we've been doing this, what, like six years, whatever? I don't know. Uh, five um, plus, almost six. Five plus, yeah, almost six. Um I've never done a solo podcast, so it was a little weird, but so it was a little weird, but you know, feel free to throw me some feedback and say, yo, that shit was whack. Uh, yo, it was actually pretty straight. Like, you know, it's all good. Throw, throw the feedback my way. I got a couple in the can um, that I want to post to just to kind of keep content coming. Um, and then the other thing was I hopped on uh, another week with uh, DJ Tim Hines and his co-host Ready, and we just kind of talked about they had a few um, news stories that we talked about, and then we talked a little bit of uh, MMA and boxing. Uh, actually, I have that episode um, in my possession, so uh, in probably a few days, I'll upload that to the What Up Though feed as well. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah, I uh, I listen I listen to most of that podcast. Um, <laughs> it's just it's funny. I'm looking at the uh, the podcast on SoundCloud, and I I realized that. When we both post different pictures, when we both upload the podcast, I noticed that too. <laughs> I just noticed it though. <laughs> yeah, I noticed it uh, earlier today actually, because I was looking at trying to look now, at some of the metrics and shit like that. Yeah, and I was looking yeah. at the looking at the feed, and then I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I, I know, like, did we not have the same pictures? But yeah, that was just funny. But. Um, I think what we could though is that we pro- well it don't make a difference whatever works um, the pictures are, are the least of our worries um, but I just looked at that like wait that's a different picture but that's one of the pictures I know we had a couple of pictures for it but anyway so then you got so um, your, the solo you did for your TV shows and, and movies and shit then uh, another week with Tim Hines and what's his homeboy name Ready Ready that's his name. Yep. I mean, okay. I don't know. I don't know what's on his birth certificate, but I mean, <laughs> well, no, I mean, show name, whatever. I just okay, ready, uh, and and I thought I heard that on there, but I wasn't quite sure if that's what it was. Um, so yeah, so those two, and then we uh, did a podcast with the uh, Delvin Cox for the Delvin Cox Experience, and I'm not sure when it's when that's going to drop, but um, it just we. How do you want to describe what that that uh? that podcast was really about or we just a wait till it comes out i mean it could be a wait till it comes out kind of deal but i mean by and large we just talked about black excellence yeah yeah that's, i guess would be the, the simplest way to put it 
Yeah, yeah we hopped on with um with Delvin and uh and fuck, Devin? Well, I forget my man name. Yep, Del, yeah, Devin, because you kept calling yeah. him Delvin. The I whole kept time. calling him Delvin, yeah. and, and I didn't realize I was gonna, I, I was you know tip, tipsy as hell. I didn't realize until like the last correction you did that I was like, oh shit, his name is not Delvin, it's Devin. But Devin, De- uh, Devin was actually really cool, <laughs> peep. So I appreciate him letting me butcher his name. Um, but yeah, he was cool. So we uh, did. It was four of us on that episode, and we're not sure whenever Delvin's going to drop that. When he does, we'll definitely repost. And then we got another joint podcast coming up with Delvin and some other folks. So uh, we won't even won't, won't drop any details about that. But we just when that comes out, you know. So uh, oh, we, like haven't, said, we haven't even recorded that. We one haven't yet, even recorded so. it. So, uh, <laughs> but it's it's yeah, on, it's so on the we books. We really don't know what it's about. It's on the books. Yeah. So um, like I said, we missed the week, but we got a lot of shit going either with just Mike and or myself. And so. Uh, and that's kind of what the year is going to be about. We're going to have a lot of different podcasts. It's going to be stuff that I do, stuff that you, he do, you do, <laughs> and we're just going <laughs> to have just content. You know, I want to. Uh, I got this one in particular. I'm trying to get uh, get together, and that's going to be about the uh, uh, Watts Mozambique, the strip, cl- uh, the male strip club in the '90s. I think they were they're still going in 2000s. I think they were going back as as long as the late eighties, though. I wouldn't know. Uh, I mean, it's like you don't gotta know, like you ain't gotta be there to know. But no, I, I mean, I, yeah, like I, I wouldn't know. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know no when idea. they stopped. Uh, so it was two, it was two main uh, male strip clubs here in Detroit. It was Henry's Pal, it was a Henry's Palace, Henry's Palace. That's, sounds familiar. Henry's. And Palace. what about uh, Minjo's? That wasn't a strip club or no, a male club? What just, was that? That was just a male, a gay male club. Just okay, I, club. I, just, I just know we just use it to uh to roast niggas. Like, <laughs> like, like yo, bitch, you uh, was at Minjo's, your bitch I, ass. <laughs> yeah, Minjo's was definitely the butt, uh, the pun, the butt of a lot of jokes. Uh, <laughs> uh Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Minjo's was definitely a, the, the butt of a lot of jokes of Man, I, man, it, it's just amazing how how homophobic kids was. It was, and I don't even think it was like, uh, like the intent of harm. It was just the just to to get fucking jokes off. But man, yeah, right. it was, yeah, it was, it was. I, I was, I was terrible, dude. I, I remember a lot of Menjo's jokes. But yeah, Menjo's was, 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 which is still open, I believe. It's it's a a a, a, a male gay bar, but. So Henry's Palace and Watts, uh, Mozambique, was the two male strip clubs um, in particular that we're talking about. And actually, both were on the same street. They both were on Finkel uh, between uh, Wyoming and Livernoy. Hmm. Um, I remember I had a homeboy. <laughs> so not far from me. <laughs> no, not far from you at all, actually. Um, I had a homeboy... Who had a brother who was a stripper, older brother, and we posted a video. I posted a video on my uh, on Twitter of this old ass video of of a bunch of guys dancing and shit, and they were in like suits and shit. Well, one of them guys is the dude that I knew, brother, um, and I knew that he did it for a while. I just never, obviously, never went and seen him or no shit like that. Uh, <laughs> And I, the, the one time I remember going outside in a parking lot, which I found out this was a, a, a quite an occurrence of guys that niggas would go and park outside of the strip club waiting on chicks to come out. 
And I was like, this is fucking ingenious. Like, <laughs> what better way to get a chick if you want? And she just, she's fucking horny as hell from seeing dudes fucking dance. Like, that's fucking genius. Like, why didn't I think about this in earlier years? <laughs> like, if you want a chick and she just been on the stage, watch, I mean, watching the niggas dance all day, and... Just think if you went to the, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think you really frequent strip clubs like that. But just imagine it in in your height of of hanging and hoeing and shit, you uh, you you, you leave out the strip club and it's a bunch of chicks in cars that are not waiting on you and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what's up, Poppy? And you like, wait, what's going on? I see you, gray sweatpants. Right. <laughs> Get cat called and shit, man. Chicks outside. Wait till you go to your car. Like, ma'am, I gotta go. No, nah, don't go down. Don't don't leave out of here, gray sweatpants. Like, oh, I'm Mary. Oh, you little bitch. <laughs> What's about Mary? Bitch? She ain't here right now. Right. You can't have friends. <laughs> man, that whole you can't have friends line. Boy, I've heard that so much at the bar. Oh my god. <laughs> So, but yeah, so that was a, it was fucking a genius. So I did that one time, I remember. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyways, someone posted uh, some kind of weird meme about uh, strip clubs in Detroit, male strip clubs. And it just so happens that a cigar buddy of ours, uh, and I don't know if he actually want to say his name, because I don't know if he's going to say his name on that podcast when we do it. I'll say anyway. don't do it now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. Case. But uh, I don't, or he may just go by his stripper name on the episode, which is fine. Uh, but he was uh, a male dancer in that era. And so I'm going to plan on trying to get his interview about that, um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. And uh, that should be pretty interesting. So that'll be one of those off, like, uh, not counted episodes. It just be the extra special edition shit that we do. And plus, we got we got thoughts of many other guests and shit like that. So it should be pretty dope. This would be a cool year for for guests. So looking forward to it. Indeed. Mm. So we got a lot of shit. Um, a lot of topics. Uh, I don't really have to do any recaps of week and shit because I don't think pop this weekend with the Super Bowl. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess, I guess before we get into Super Bowl, um, we can before we go any further, we can kind of you know between the last time we recorded and today, uh, Kobe Bryant passed, and so that's been kind of major. Um, what were you doing when you got the news? Um, I was um, still on an airplane, <laughs> which was uh, fun to be on an airplane and find out somebody died in a helicopter crash. Um, so you had internet on your on your flight? No. Um, what happened was, uh, as soon as the plane touched down, you know, everybody break their phones back out and take them off airplane mode and shit. And um, I was actually, I was watching a movie on my tablet, and the movie had maybe by the time the plane wheels actually hit, maybe like two minutes left in it, right? Uh, I don't even remember what I was watching at this point, which is which is wild because like I remember everything else vividly from that from that, but I don't I don't remember what movie I was watching on the plane at that time. But anyway, um, so the movie wasn't over yet when the plane touched down. Uh, the thing that was crazy was that um, everybody had the shades down on the windows, 
So I like what I generally like to do uh, during the descent is look out the window and just, you know, you can see the, you know, the whatever city you're entering. You can see the buildings and stuff like that. You can get an idea of how close you are to the ground and you can see when the plane's about to touch the ground. All that good stuff. Right. But with the windows closed, I was on an aisle seat with the windows closed. I couldn't see outside. Plus, I was watching the movie anyway. So I knew we were descending, but I had no my body had no way of knowing how close we were to the actual ground. So when the plane touched down, it kind of shook me for a minute because like I, I wasn't expecting it. And then like, but instantly I was like, oh, it's just because we just landed. And um, so I kept the movie playing and then I overheard somebody say like like the person who was sitting next to me on my right was with everybody who was in the row in front of me on both sides. And one of his friends turned back and all I heard was died. And I thought that he was saying that he thought we almost died because because the windows were down and he didn't know how close we were to landing. And he was shaken by the plane touching the ground. So I thought he was joking like, man, I thought we almost died. You know, like, like you know, joking and shit. So I, I, I didn't pay any attention. All I heard was died. So uh, the movie ended, fuck, like 45 seconds later. And, um, not, you know, I turned my tablet off and I took my phone out, took it off airplane mode and the notification started streaming through. And it wasn't all about Kobe at the time. Like, I think I was probably within five to 10 minutes of when that news actually broke. I think at the time I only had one notification about it. And by the time I was actually off the plane, I probably had like six. So uh, the news was streaming in as the plane landed, but yeah, I opened up. I had a ton of notifications come through, and I'm sh- scrolling through them and shit. And then uh, whichever one it was said, um, uh, "Breaking news: Kobe Bryant reported dead in helicopter crash." And I went I, audibly, like no- none of this was like I still had my headphones on. Like I, uh, I, I went what? And then like the guy next to me started talking. He said something like that. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, like. Uh, un- fucking unreal like I, I had like I don't know I've never I don't think I've ever, I haven't been sh- that shook by a celebrity death ever um I I, I, was, I was in awe and then I, I got off the plane and like I was almost kind of like um in a daze because it, it like, you know they say you know people have said like when they hear somebody died or like died or whatever they're like oh my heart my heart's heavy and I was like and at, at the in that moment I almost felt like what that meant like I felt like my chest, my, my heart just felt like heavy. And I was like, man, why do I feel like this? I don't even know this dude. Like, but I yeah. think it was a combination of the fact that um I was just on a plane reading about one of the most prominent athletes of all time dying at at an age barely older than me. Um and combined with the fact that it was it, I mean it, it it's Kobe. Like, like what? Like I'm st- still, I'm still in this. It's been it'll, it will have been two weeks on Sunday. I'm still in disbelief. Like, like Kobe, like how? Oh wait, it's been two weeks. Has his funeral happened yet? His no, it will, it will have been two weeks on Sunday. And no, I haven't heard anything about no funeral. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. So that was kind of the I well one. I don't get push notifications for news on my phone, uh, but I was I had just got uh, fucking um. I knew uh, I got a new office chair, so I was putting that together in my in the living room. And my phone, I had I hadn't had been on my I hadn't had my phone in my hand or been on my phone in maybe thirty minutes or so. 
you know, I was putting this chair together and my one of my cousins called me and he like, hey, have you been on your phone in the last five, ten minutes? And I'm like, no. And I'm kind of irritated because I'm like, I'm trying to, he asked me, it's like he's trying to ask me questions but not ask me questions and shit. And I'm like, no, what the fuck's up? Like, what's going on and shit? And he's like, yeah, I think Kobe died. And I'm like, what? And I was like, like, what? Like, I just, that wasn't what I was expecting. It, probably like the what that you said when you heard, when you saw it. And, uh, I like, all right, let me call you back. And no, I had to sit down. Like, like my chest was, was like, like hot and my neck was hot and shit. And I was just like legit fucking like after, cause it's like, at this point it gotta be true. I'm thinking, you know what I mean? I, it's like 10 minutes. I don't went through a bunch of news sources and so forth. And I just sat down and I just was sitting there for a minute. And why came out like, you okay? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not okay at all. Like, this is fucked up. And it just, I, like, like you said, I had never felt that way about a celeb dying before. And so this was like really weird. But I was like, like, I was legit fucking sad, Doc. But it was like, overwhelming to the point where I'm like, this can't be true, but it is true. Like, what the fuck? And, you know, Kobe being a few years older, it's like I followed his, like me and a lot of other people, of course, like followed his career, like in 96 when he came out, like I was like in 10th grade or something. I remember that draft. I remember him playing his first game, like all this shit. And so those are the people you just... Sound weird saying it. You just don't think they're gonna die, at least anytime soon. Like you expect him to get old as as like any other random old ass basketball player or whatever. Right. And it's just and just to hear you know it's a helicopter pl- uh, crash. It's like fuck. And then all of the weird rumors of all his daughters being on the plane, Rick Fox being on the plane. I'm like, who the fuck started the Rick Fox rumor? But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like of all the people you could say is on the plane. How do you say Rick Fox? I'm like, yeah. And so it is, you know, it's weird. Yeah, it was really weird. I'm like, how the fuck? You know, I mean, and I seen they did an interview with Rick Fox, and he was kind of like teared up about finding out that he was supposed to be dead, dead or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I just saw the video of it. I was like, yeah, that that would be kind of fucked up. And it was in an interview. Like, did did I die? Like, he's just sitting there. Am I okay? Getting, you know, notifications and shit. Yeah, so, I don't know, man. I shit, just been... did I die? <laughs> like, am I here? Is this really real? Like, you know, like is this Inception or some shit? Can you imagine, though, sitting you there? <laughs> sitting there, you just sitting there on your phone, you sitting there watching TV or some shit, and you just get a fucking TMZ notification, like, Rick Fox dead with Kobe. Like, wait, Kobe's dead? Wait, I'm dead? Like, what? <laughs> Right, like okay, I really wonder, exactly. like, and I almost gotta, I almost gotta watch his interview because I'm just curious. They probably won't even answer the silly shit I think about. But it's like, right. are you, are you still like shocked at the fact that Kobe's dead, or you're trying to figure out why they think you did? Like, it's so many. That would have to be so many mixed emotions, you know, in that whole, you know, sequence of events or whatever. I, I think my initial thought would be the, the whole thing was a joke. Cause I'm like, well, clearly I'm not dead, so Kobe must Kobe not be either. Kobe not either, or whatever the case. Yeah, like like TM, TMZ fooling or whatever the fuck. <laughs> then yeah, niggas man, start so... texting. Niggas start texting you like, hey, you dead too? Right. <laughs> like, I mean, wait, what? Think of all the text messages and calls he got, dog. Like it had to be a couple. I mean, just out of shits and giggles, it had to be a couple. Like, are you dead? You know, or whatever. <laughs> I just, I, I, it got to be one or two at least of all the people that's gonna message you, but. 
Um, yeah, man. So would, I just would you, I, would you reply though? Like if it'd be like, hey, were you dead? Would you reply like, yeah? I think so, <laughs> for somebody who I was, you know, I probably wouldn't be my family, but with some random friend or some random associate, like, yes, I am. Right, yeah, <laughs> fortunate, unfortunately, unfortunately, so, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hope this text message reaches you well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, I, I I think for the for the first week, man, it still was unbelievable. Like I would just wake up, like. Man, I cannot believe, and I just, and at some point I really just had to like shut the shit off. Like, I, at some point I muted his name on Twitter, and I've had it muted for the last week or so. Like, it was just too much. Like, I didn't listen to the radio because it was all on radio. I didn't watch any sports shows. I started watching uh, Shaq, and I cut it Ooh, off. I couldn't man, do it. That was a hard watch. Um, that was a I hard watch. watch. Uh, uh, West, um, uh, Jerry West. I didn't watch Jerry West at all. I don't know if I even want to at this point. Maybe later on. I don't know. I just, I, I, I just can't set myself up like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I mean, like I legit was. I legit had tears like the day of. Like I just, after I sat down for, I'm like, this is really fucked up. And I was just fucked up for the rest of the night. Um. But I just say, you know what? I can't really subject myself to this shit. Um, I, I just so I had to just pretty much shut down his name, all that shit, because it was just too much, man. And then face, you know, you can't mute words on Facebook. And then everybody want to put fucking halos and wings on him and his daughter, and all these other corny ass artsy fucking pictures, and they all fucking playing basketball with. Tupac and fucking Nipsey Hussle and shit. <laughs> like, come on, man. That shit was Dark. just too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Instead of playing basketball, Tupac and Nipsey Hussle. Man, it's just, come on, man. Why y'all gotta do this shit, dog? And then you got the pictures. I'm almost certain I seen one with all the dead rappers and stars. It was like Nipsey, Tupac, Kobe's daughter, Jesus, Red Fox, fucking like, come on, man, this is just way too much, dude. And the, the one that really takes the cake was it was this one where it was supposed to be a silhouette of Kobe holding his daughter, dunking a ball, but the oh, ball the was like the, the sun. sun. Like, yeah, ah, you niggas are the worst, man. Like. It's a fine line between trying to be thoughtful at the same time just being fucking corny. Uh, and then, you know, uh, you know, Facebook has this. I, I don't ever see this on Twitter, but I see it on Facebook. And it usually happens from, like, my odd-ass old relatives or some weird-ass person on Facebook friends with uh, that, that reposted somebody that says some shit like, if you scroll past your heart list or something, and there's some picture of Kobe and his daughter. And it's like... Oh, I take great pride in scrolling uh, past those. I, I, I've taken pride in actually commenting saying uh, whatever I, I don't remember what I've summed to the point of why you being a fuckboy or some shit like that and then I hide that whatever that person that shared because I don't know who they are so I'll never see them again and then I hide the person the friend that I'm I'm friends with and then I'll never see them again so like I said I got about a thousand people I'm friends with I probably see a hundred <laughs> 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 so you know I see like Man, I don't even see my mom and my sister, okay? And that's not because uh, I, I don't I, I just like my mom and my sister. But actually, I, I hid my mom and my sister 
uh, right around the time that my brother had passed, just because they was just doing too much, and it was just mm. like I just like to, I like to schedule my morning if that makes sense. Um, I like to compartmentalize. I just don't want to see no random post and I just fuck up my day and shit, you know. So um, that was just out of self. I guess you would call it self care um, to do that. That's fair. But, yeah, you know, I just gotta, I gotta guard myself. I guess it'd be at work and shit, and I scroll on my phone and I see some dedicated post of my mom to my brother, and I'm like, ah, why is this happening right now? You know, so. But yeah, man, that shit hit me hard, man. I just, it's just the most craziest thing that could ever happen to a guy, and it just seemed like after he retired, he's just started doing so much, and you know, it just seems just crazy, unfortunate, man. I mean, I. I, I you feel shitty for his daughter. All the, 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 if you feel you feel you feel shitty for everybody, you know. But you know the it was like three girls that that died, three or four girls, I think. Something like that. that. Three or four girls that died. Yeah, I and, you know, three. Just, I think it was three. I think it was two other teammates and their parents, yeah. and shit like that. You know, so the freak is most freakish ass accident. I mean, I don't know much about helicopters and flying in fog and and all those other crazy shit. But one of my coworkers. He's like it kind of into aviation or some shit. And he was saying how a lot of a lot of helicopters don't have some kind of technology that detects like you about to fly into a fucking mountain or some crazy shit or something like that. And it was just like probably just should have never been flying in the first place with the weather being as bad as it was or whatever the fuck. So Yeah, man, just fucked up, dog. So um before we move on to um, different topics, um, can you talk about it all, or if you have anything like this, any uh, memories you have of Kobe, anything that stands out, like things you think about when you think of Kobe, like any any kind of memories you want to share or anything that you wanted to say? Just, you know, even if you don't, you know, if you, <laughs> that's fine. But, like, did you have anything that you kind of wanted to reflect on at all? Um, I, I, uh, I don't have any, like, I don't have any – specific uh Kobe moments. Uh I think one of the ones that 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 stood out is just like I always the, the stories of his shit talking to his teammates and opponents was always cool to me. Um but I think my only the and one of the moments I think somebody brought up is that you know the uh the one it was the one play well obviously it's a couple of plays when he fucking lit up fucking <laughs> uh uh Jalen Rose. Um what was that for eighty? That was the eighty-one game, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, but I think with uh, the one, the one play he did where when he come, when he turns around and he kind of like pulls his jersey to the side, like pulls his jersey in, like he's beating his heart and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite, favorite, uh, favorite moments of his. Um, uh, but I loved his interviews. I loved his, uh, um, the relationship he he kept with his daughters, especially his daughter that passed. Uh. And, you know, he just want to be he's probably he's going to go down as one of my favorite players. And I'm just, you know, just fucked up to see that it would happen that way. Um, but he was definitely one of my favorites. And I didn't like a lot of players outside of the Pistons. Um, never rooted for a lot of players outside of the Pistons. But, you know, I always wanted him to fucking win when he wasn't playing us, obviously. Um, so that's that's pretty much my my thoughts on Kobe. Hmm. Interesting. Um Mine are uh, I, I I do have kind of a story history with Kobe not not 
obviously not personally or anything like that, but um, I like you like you mentioned earlier, as a lifelong diehard NBA fan, I absolutely remember when he came into the league and fought him through his whole career. Um, I was never a fan of Kobe Bryant, and I just want to point out that most NBA uh, most NBA fans I don't think know what fan means. Because you say you're not a fan of somebody, and they want to defend that player's abilities, um, I don't, I don't need to have his abilities defended to me. Um, I was always one of his strongest supporters as far as uh, his on the court play. But just for me, when it comes to fandom, as a Pistons fan, it's fuck all Lakers, fuck all Celtics, and fuck all Bulls. Like it is what it is. Um, I shared that one thing on Facebook that was like, list your favorite player of all time for each team. And for NBA, a diehard fan like me, that shit was light work. But um, there's no mention of Michael Jordan on there. There's no mention of Kobe on there. Um, There's no mention of, I don't know, any kind of Celtics player on there. But I digress. Um, Never never was a fan, but was always a big supporter. And by supporter, I mean uh, there was that time period after him and Shaq had their run at L.A., and Shaq left and Kobe stayed and there was all kinds of talk on whether or not Kobe could win without Shaq um who carried who to the championships that they won in LA and I was always a huge supporter of Kobe like yo like this nigga's the truth dog like he can win without Shaq easily like and at the end of the day in my opinion and still to this day I feel like Shaq's talent level was virtually non-existent <laughs> he he just benefited from being massively larger than everybody else oh, whereas absolutely. kobe kobe on the other hand and i i also still to this day will say this is the closest that i've seen to michael jordan of any player and uh and it was very close not even like oh yeah he's the closest to michael jordan like it was real close like he's he's right up there uh i don't draw the comparisons with LeBron because like for, to, to me Kobe and Jordan were virtually identical types of players and LeBron's game is entirely different so I don't really compare the two but or the three I should say but I, um, I think one of my biggest my biggest things about Kobe were um, one my defense of him as far as like I'm not a fan but I think he's the closest that I've seen to Jordan um the second thing would be uh, when he first came into the league out of high school, and you may remember this, uh, the Lakers got pretty deep into the playoffs and he <clears throat> he was in the game during a tough stretch. I think it was against Utah in the Western Conference Finals. And my man airballed like four shots <laughs> in the clutch. And I remember thinking like, yo, this young man ain't going to make it, dog. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. y'all trying to tell me this supposed to be the next Jordan? Like, my man out here airballing, bro. Like, not just missing the big shot, airballing oh, it. Nah, he's just straight, straight airball. I remember that, too. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's so funny now in retrospect, because it's like one of those things where, like, I remember watching those games live and was like, yo, I'm in those games, that game. Uh, I remember watching that game live. I was just like, man, this nigga, dog. Like, I don't know about your boy. <laughs> Your boy Kobe Bryant ain't looking too hot. <laughs> and then not only did he end up being what he was, but he ended up being, again, as far as it, uh, as f- close as you can get to Jordan, 
the one of the most clutch players ever, man. He was he was ice cold. Uh, so that that's one of the funny things that I remember about him. And then um, I think the last thing that well, no, there's two more things. The la- the second to last thing that I remember about him is that um, me and my uh, my best friend McKinley we spent uh, a good part of several weeks, maybe even months, emailing each other back and forth having discussions about who we thought was better between uh, Kobe Bryant and Tracy McGrady back when they were in their prime. And it was one of those things where um, I never truly believed because I, I, I was make I was making the case for McGrady and he would make the case for Kobe because Kobe was his guy. I never truly believed that Kobe was better. I mean that McGrady was better than Kobe, but I just loved having a conversation and we would just be writing these long ass emails. And I just enjoyed like, you know, digging up stats and bringing up games and stuff like that. And like Tracy did this, Tracy did that. Whereas Kobe, this, so like, that's one of the things that I relate to Kobe. Um, then the 81 point game, which I didn't actually watch um, as far as like watching it actually happen. Cause I don't even think it was on TV, at least not national TV, but I watched, watched in quotes, the 81 point game over the Yahoo fantasy sports live updates. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was on the computer and and I was checking my fantasy team and it had like the live it was stat tracker. That's what it's called. The Yahoo stat tracker. That's how I watched Kobe's 81 point game. I was uh, looking at looking at my team. And I, I don't know if Kobe I don't know if Kobe was on my team or not or if he was on somebody else's team, but I was using the stat tracker and I seen however many points he had or whatever point. And I texted McKinley like, yo, Kobe's got like 70 points, man. It's a lot of time left. Like what's going on? He hopped on there. And we watched it just like the stat tracker was so live, like like up to date, like free throw, free throw, like yo, okay, 71, 72, like you know, like watching everything, man. Watching that shit play out like online, just in 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 numbers, not even <laughs> not not no uh not live action play, not simulations, just just stats ringing up, <laughs> just watching stats update in real time was how I watched this 81 point game. And then lastly, and most importantly, my most important, important, biggest, most relevant and impactful memory of Kobe is watching that nigga in 2004 NBA Finals. Fuck out of here, Kobe. <laughs> eat, eat this 4-1 loss, nigga. Eat it. Yeah, that was a, that was one of the most conflicting moments uh, of me being uh, actually, uh, I guess, a, a fan of Kobe. And because obviously the, the fandom stopped at him playing the, 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 the Pistons. So it was like, you know, you can go off on everybody fucking else, but you know, there was no conflict of who I wanted to win. That was for damn sure. Um, but that was one of them the conflicting times, like, damn, I like this guy, but I don't like him more than enough to want him to beat the pistons, you know, like that's foolish, you know. <laughs> uh <laughs> um, so but yeah, that was definitely the most conflicting I've ever been with Kobe. But like I said, it was just one of those, you know, when I was in like in high school, I had these stupid dreams. I wanted to play basketball and him coming out of high school. It was just like, it didn't give me hope, but cause I knew I was trash, <laughs> uh, but it was just pretty dope to see a guy from high school come out and, you know, granted it took him a few to get, you know, you know, shit really to the point where he was really good, but you know, it was just a, a cool thing to watch. I can't think of any player. I mean, as much as I was a big fan of the Pistons, I never, I, I never followed Pistons through 
coming into the league and all the way through like that, you know. So, you know, it was it was it was cool to see, man. So, you know, I like I say, was definitely a fan unless he was playing the Pistons. Um, but you know, it was just uh, real wild that you know it kind of went out that way. But <clears throat> yeah, so that's enough of Kobe talking. Unless you had anything else? Uh, nope, that was it for me. Um, so yeah, let's yeah, uh, yeah, before we before we move on to other topics, let's uh play this voicemail. We got a, a voicemail message from Steve, and we haven't had oh, any okay. feedback in a while, so I want to get that cracking and. See if he's gonna talk about anything that we want to talk about anyway. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right, go for it. Hey, what up, though? Um, I love feedback in a minute, so wanted to leave feedback for the last show, especially in regards to a few topics. Why is he playing music in the background? I don't know, it's like it's <laughs> like it's ninety two point three and shit. All right. Um. Topic number one, Mike's rant on the freeway. I doubt you even remember that shit because I'm sure you was high. Uh, but yeah, man, that shit irks my fucking soul. Like out here in the Phoenix area, it's even worse because on the entrance ramp to get on the freeway, apparently they don't teach people to accelerate and like match the speed of those already on the freeway. So you get people that try to merge into that right lane doing 45, 50, mm-hmm. and then wondering why people are honking and flipping them off and there's all these accidents out here. So I feel you, dude. Um, God, fucking damn, I feel you. I'm about to get ready to go to work right now, so I know I got to deal with that shit. So that's the fuck shit, um, but I get the rant. And then in regards to, to Otis, I forget uh, whose man it was that was talking about, or maybe it was somebody on Twitter, was talking about the uh, fraternities being military more than a gang, and I'm I'm sincerely, sincerely fucking hoping they were referring to the pledging process, which is more military minded in the sense that it tries to break you down to build you back up in a specific mold so you fit the mode of an iota man, a sigma man, a kappa man, or whatever. Um, so if they were referring to that, then yeah, that's a reach, but I, and I can I can kind of let that one go. Uh, but nah, man, that shit is that's just strictly gang-related for college. <laughs> we a bunch of educated thugs. Like, I never had issues with anybody that was a Q before I pledged. And then all of a sudden, I'm fighting random dudes up at Eastern Michigan, and U of M, not because they did something to disrespect me personally, but because they did something to disrespect the Greek letters and the colors that I wear. So, sounds pretty fucking gang related to me, but, you know, <laughs> what do I know? I just went to college, which really ain't doing me shit for life right now anyway. But that's another story. I digress. <laughs> um, again, loving y'all podcast as always. We shall record more, but... I get it. Life gets in the way. I ain't recorded my shit in months, so I can't really talk. And, uh, the, oh, no, before I forget, Mike, fuck you. You're a hater. And if you're wondering why I'm saying that, it's because niggas say they gonna stop cheering for the goddamn Lions all the goddamn fucking time. And now, y'all niggas look like the goddamn Pikachu meme with his goddamn mouth open when a nigga actually left the motherfuckers. Fuck them <laughs> kitties. It's Niner Gang, nigga. I'm officially a goddamn traitor. I don't give a fuck. The goddamn Super Bowl, even in the loss, still felt good. 
because like I said in our group chat, it's like um it's like having sex for the first time. Like, yeah, it would be more memorable if you had it with the girl you was crushing on your whole life. But if Tiana Trump walk up to you right now and you a virgin and the girl that you've been loving on your whole life was like, nah, you're going to fuck Tiana Trump, which is the only Trump we black people acknowledge anyway. Um, so, yeah, and it's still going to feel great. So, yeah, fuck it. It's not a gang. I love the pistol still. I love the Red Wings. I love the Tigers. Because they've all, at some point in my life, shown me that they can bottom out and come back. The Lions haven't done that, ever. In 38 years, damn near 39 years of living. So, fuck them kitties. Uh, that's all I got, man, because I'm bullshitting, wasting time, because I don't really want to fucking go to work. So, look forward to hearing the next podcast, and I'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Uh, all right. One, uh, Steve, you are never to play music again in the background. It was terrible. So <laughs> <laughs> he was playing a little feet. like did he play that new Lil Wayne album? <laughs> I don't know who he's playing. I don't uh, know. I thought I heard Lil Wayne. But uh uh nonetheless, thanks for the feedback. Um I don't have too many comments other than so it's funny, you know, with his uh his his migration to the 49ers. Like as soon as they lost, I was like, you know what? They not we're not giving this we're not giving the, the championship to Steve that easy. Like he's not gonna lead the first year and the motherfuckers win the fucking uh Super Bowl. Like he's gonna have to struggle for a while. So as soon as they lost, that's the first thing I thought about. <laughs> Man, listen, look. Okay, hurt people hurt people, right? <laughs> the nigga's hurt. He hurt, dog. Uh, and I understand. He he's hurt. The Lions have been uh they have not been good to us our whole lives. I get it. But that man is a diehard football fan, and that man has been a diehard loyal Lions fan. Right now, he's hurting. I get it. But don't expect me to sit here and believe you are a legitimate 49ers fan. You can't be. You can't turn on fandom. You can't just be like, oh, I'm a fan of this team now. You can't just turn that on, especially when you already loyal to where you're from. So, like, if you move to Arizona – like you can't just be like, oh, I'm a Cardinals fan. No, nigga, you grew up here. You you Detroit and Detroit, it, Detroit specifically is loyal. Like we are loyal. Those of us who are born and raised here, we're loyal. Like so, he, it's it's what things like. You you just fucking him. He you just fucking him, other niggas. You gonna come? You gonna come right back? Like <laughs> come on, dog. Like that's all it is, dog. I, I hate that I hit him with a Jay Z quote. He's gonna be sick when he hear this. <laughs> But, man, but that's all it is, dog. That's all it is, man. Niggas hurt. He was like, yo, I'm going to just go fuck this other team right quick. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to pretend like I love this team. I'm going to pretend like I'm really feeling this team. But I'm just trying to get my dick wet with this other team until <laughs> uh, my regular team get their act together. Tell you, dog, Lions, Lions, they don't even need to, they don't even need to get through a full season. Let this nigga believe the Lions about to be good. He going to come back. He gonna be coming. He gonna come running back, and you know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna be like, ah, 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 ah. You said, <laughs> you said you was done. You out? Go ahead. Go fuck <laughs> with the 49ers, dog. And he gonna be like, man, I was just fucking the 49ers. I was gonna come right back, and I'm gonna be like, nah, bro. You said you was out. Said you was what, out. Would you know kind of so wild about on the, on the subject of 49ers and and the Lions is that? So, are you familiar with the um the Lions fan page on Facebook? Nah. Anyway, there's a Lions fan page. I got in there like a year, year or two ago or something. I don't even have it up in my my uh it shows up on my timeline because it's just so ridiculous. But 
um, there was an in- interview over like Super Bowl week or whatever from uh, Richard Sherman, and he was talking about how um, the Lions were trying to get him to come there, and he, he had talked about how you know he wasn't you know he didn't like the the culture here you know with the coaches and stuff like that, and so he ultimately you know figured it would be like a losing effort to come here, and so he decided to go to uh, San, San Fran, which, I mean, you got to make the best business decision for yourself. So I have no no quorums on. Uh, I, I think I, I like him as a, a player. I think he's a cool player. Um, um, he caught a lot of uh, flack for not using the agent and end up negotiating one of the best contracts he's probably ever had. He, he negotiated all these fucking incentives, and he ended up getting them all. So, I mean, he played his ass off the season. Ultimately, he lost in the Super Bowl, but whatever. <laughs> But but these motherfuckers on his fan page are like trashing him, like he's like some fucking player that didn't make the playoffs, didn't make the Super Bowl. Like the guys, are, he has a Super Bowl ring already. He like this he is, made a this on the Lions fan page. Yes, they're like what the trashing. fuck they worry about him for? They're mad because he just he he talked about Detroit having a a a, a, not oh, having right. a, a winning culture. That's right. That's right. That's right. They yeah, don't. Yeah. Right. They yeah. Don't. <laughs> That's the truest it's, shit ever, yeah, dog. Let's keep it one hundred. Like, like that's part of that's part of fandom, dog. Like, that, be real. There's a so there is fandom, and then there's like fanatics, and they're fucking stupid fucking fanatics. Like, there's no way in hell I can sit here and convince people that Detroit is the Detroit Lions is the team to come to. No, there's no convincing <laughs> no one of that because they're not. The the Fords don't spend the money. They're not smart. They're employing fucking dipshits. And it's just totally fucked up that the organization is trash. I'm still a fucking Lions fan, although I'm not a big NFL fan, whatever the case right now. Uh, but that he made the, he made the best decision for him, and there's nothing I can say about that. There, I'm not mad at him at all. Like they lost, they lost, but he, his loss ain't got nothing to do with me liking the Lions and he didn't fucking come here. Like, what the fuck would he come here for? And he know that the culture is not what he wanted to be. Like, I would imagine if you're gonna, if I, I think a part of the problem I think with people is that they separate sports from being an actual job, mm-hmm. and like. Why would, would there's no one in their right mind would go work for some place where they don't like the atmosphere? No one, no one's gonna do that unless they're getting paid some super absorbent amount of fucking money to do it. And even still, if there's a Super Bowl, if there's a championship for regular jobs and you got a chance to to win it, you're not gonna go a place where you feel like you're not gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? At this point in your in your career, you want to fucking win. So why would you fucking come to the Lions? It's fucking stupid. So man, they were doing, they were. They kept they they kept posting the memes where they had Jordan's face on the crying Jordan face on them and the the last <laughs> one of the last plays he got burnt his like his face went into the ground and they kept posting that picture all this dumb shit like y'all some fucking idiots like you should be more mad at the fact that the Lions are is not the Lions are not a place people want to come that's exactly. what you should be mad get, about they get mad not at Richard Sherman because the Lions is trash. <laughs> Be mad at the Lions because the Lions are trash and they can't fucking attract good players to come here. Be mad at that shit. Just like, what the fuck's wrong with you people, man? That shit's retarded, dog. Um, but on a a good note, I won three hundred bucks from the Super Bowl, so um, oh, nice. I was happy about that. Uh, yeah, so I had I had I, I bought a bunch of uh, a bunch of squares and um, so that was kind of dope. I, <laughs> what was fucked up is that I thought I won. I thought I won. I won two fifty on one square, and I thought I won another two fifty on another square. But it actually, 
was only fifty dollars. So the whole night I'm thinking I had another two fifty and realized mm. it was only fifty. Like, uh. I mean, I'm I'm happy about the three hundred. I mean, still, I yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, if I think I got five and I find out I got three, I'm, I'm good. I'm good still. Yeah, yeah, I'm good still. But I was just like, eh. you know. But it worked out because I got this bathroom renovation that's going to kick my ass. So, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's Word. that's yeah, yeah. It's so with the whole. So real quick, we had to be in this too long. Owning a house is a lot of fucking money, dude. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why are why are tubs three, four, five hundred dollars? Like, <laughs> this shit is ridiculous, dog. Like, why is it that if I want a sink that's a less depth sink, like it's shorter but wider, why does that sink cost more than a bigger sink? Like, none of this shit makes fucking sense, dog. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so we're doing all this shopping for, like, towels and, you know, all this stupid shit. And it's just like, man, I'm, you know, I'm happy to get this shit done. But I can, to, to get this shit popping, I just can't wait to the end result because I am so over this whole process. But it's it's a learning experience. Um, but we start Saturday doing demo and hopefully we're four or five days we'll be finished with it. So, fuck. Anyways, I think the here or there. I'm actually frustrated with the whole process, but let's continue. I, I, I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so we got um so your brother got married. Indeed he did. Um, do you yeah. want to talk about the Montreal any? Yeah, sure. I can talk about it uh briefly. So that's uh that's the <laughs> that's the flight I was coming back from when I found out that Kobe Bryant died. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit of a a little bit of sour sour piece of that, but yeah. I mean otherwise though, man, the trip was mad cool. Like I spent that whole I took that whole week off cuz that was also my birthday. Um I took that whole week off and I left to go to Montreal on that Friday, which was the 25th, 4th. Um and Montreal is like, man, Montreal is a great city, dude. Like, I really liked it there. It was I've like, never been there. yeah, it was, it was my first time. Um, it was, um, it felt like I, I stayed downtown. It felt very, it felt very, you know, big city downtown. Like, uh, I, I'd say architecture wise, it kind of, kind of seemed a little bit similar to maybe Chicago or Toronto, kind of somewhere in there, but like, um, everybody there spoke French, so um, it also felt very you know French? Paris. No, I don't know, no, I don't know French, but um, they um, they default to French, but then also speak English. So, like for instance, I was like in a pharmacy, and I was looking for a razor blade because I forgot my fucking uh, razor at home, and uh, the pharmacist like said you know a bunch of shit to me in french and i made a fucking confused ass face and he was like oh uh can i help you find <laughs> can i help you find anything i was like oh <laughs> bet i'm looking for razors and then he was like mad nice because like um i asked him where i could buy liquor because i noticed like i spent a lot of time walking when i while i was there uh because my mom's hotel was maybe about three four blocks from mine um, so I spent a lot of time walking while I was there and the cigar lounge that I spent a lot of time at was about three, four blocks away as well. Um, and I noticed, I was like, I don't know where people buy alcohol here. Like, I mean, obviously it's not Detroit, so I don't got liquor stores on every block. Um, so I asked the pharmacist, I was like, yeah, actually, um, where can I buy alcohol? He was like rubbing alcohol. I'm like drinking alcohol. <laughs> he was like, and he took out like a little business card and turned it over and wrote the, like the name of like, 
I guess where their liquor, where they sell liquor at. It was called like SQA, I think it was called. I, I don't know. So it was some sort of three letter, three letter word. It was like an acronym, I'm guessing. But um, yeah, and he told me how to get there, told me their hours, all that good shit. Like I was like, oh, that was that was really nice. But um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, it was a real nice city. It was super clean, man. Their fucking subway is amazing. Like, and I mean, subway like transportation, not subway like the sub shop. I, I, would, say, I, <laughs> I would never, I would never big up subway to sub shop like, like all, that. All like that. Uh, uh, I mean, like I'm, on, I was almost, I was partially. Like they got poutine second. subs. Right. I was right. I was I was partially for a split second disappointed that of all the things I've known you to do as far as a foodie, you would go to Subway. But I almost <laughs> I, 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 I almost just expected to be the transit system. So Yeah, yeah. It's it's like their subway is like mad clean, which is crazy. And then like the trains are really fast, they're timely. And like like obviously subway trains are gonna be fast, but theirs were noticeably faster. As far, and I mean, like speed wise, like those things were fast and it was like really clean, uh, well organized. Um, I went to uh, Stogie's Cigar Lounge in Montreal, which um, I've and you, I figure as well, bought cigars from Stogie's in Houston because uh, they up until this year held down the Roma Crafts Neanderthal Lancero uh, up until this year. So. You know, I bought from them a couple times. Obviously, never been there, but um, I went to Stogie's in Montreal. It was real nice. Uh, it was upstairs above like a bar, and um, they had you know real nice seating. Uh, it was Canada, so they had mad Cubans in the uh, in the humidor. I would take so did my they have tablet only Cubans? there. No, they didn't have only Cubans. Cubans. No, they didn't have only Cubans. They had. Um, it wasn't. I would even. I barely even call it a humidor. It was almost like a like a walk-in closet with uh <laughs> that had cigars in it. I can't even really think of a place here that I could compare it to for the quantity of cigars. There was not a lot there. Um but they had it was probably split not split. I'd say maybe two thirds of it was Cuban and one third of it wasn't. Um but you know they still had a they had a they had a good selection as far as like the the quality of what they had they just didn't have a lot of shit and like I said it really was about the size of a walk in closet but um, I would take my tablet up in there watch some uh, uh there was a UFC event that weekend I watched that shit smoked cigars got mad old fashions and just chilled out in there that was cool um, I peeped that they had um, Thai XXX massages. <laughs> Which I found interesting. I was like, "Is is uh, is prostitution legal here? Like, is this like full on? Like, you get the massage and you get the handy or the sucky? Like at the end? Like, is that, that what they really doing the out here? Handy and the sucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like I don't really know what this entails, but uh, yeah, they got they got that going on. So, uh, but yeah, uh, my brother married a Chinese girl, and okay, okay. Uh, who is uh, Canadian. And her uh, her parents live in Toronto, so they were quote unquote in town for that wedding. And they were like they were like really really nice, man. Like mad cool folks. Like they were funny. Uh, me and my mom and my brother like love cracking like racially insensitive jokes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> my brother like even let me know beforehand like yeah they cool with Asian jokes, so it's fine. 
<laughs> so, like, you know, we able to like, you know, crack Asian jokes. Like they took mad pictures and shit, just like Asian folks be doing, like cameras and shit. But like the dad was like, he was actually uh pretty knowledgeable on photography. It wasn't just like, yo, I like taking pictures. Like he knew his shit. Uh he realized that or he realized or was told that I did photography. And uh he actually had me start taking uh some of the pictures too, so he could be in them. And uh, if you look, like, I posted uh, a handful of pictures online. I mean, on Facebook. My brother posted a handful. And there's a pretty decent subset of those pictures that were actually taken by me. Um, just, you know, fucking around, taking photos, using his camera and shit like that. And we would talk about photography. Um, and he he understood the terminology and all that shit. So I knew he knew his, he knew his stuff. Uh, we went to some good restaurants there. Um, had some really good food, and I spent my nights at Stogie smoking cigars, and then back in my hotel room drinking and watching uh, UFC Saturday Night Live, um, whatever. So, and then <laughs> and then flew back and found out Kobe died <laughs> in the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So weekend was you know ended on a you know. I was happy just to win a few bucks, but other than that, you know, it was back to the to the grind of shit. So, um, oh, speaking of which, that was two weekends ago, not this past weekend. Right, right, not, right, not right, Super Bowl right. weekend. Well, you said you found that. out when Kobe passed, so yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. So, um, let's see. Looking at our list, so uh, I I can't remember if we actually talked about Terry Crews and this fuck shit uh, on our last episode. Um, no, I don't. I don't think it was a thing yet. Okay, so if we didn't, um, a few weeks ago, Terry Crews had did an interview where he was talking about um, the TV show that Gabrielle Union had left because of issues. Um, what show was that? I think Did it was America's Got Talent, but I'm not. I'm really not sure. Okay, we'll go with that for the sake of argument. Yeah, we'll, we'll just say it's that. And if you know it's not that, I don't give yeah. a fuck. Don't email yeah. us. We don't care. It right. doesn't matter what we, show it, it was. It was a TV show that she was on, <laughs> and she left because of issues. He went on that same said TV show, that network, and was like, ah, I'm cool. That shit ain't happened to me. But what's fucked up is that, you know, during his whole uh, uh, time of, of admitting about being, you know, sexually harassed and stuff like that, Gabriel Union had fully supported that brother. And for him to basically just be, you know, non-supportive of her was so fucked up. And what was crazy because a part of uh, a epi- the episode we did with um, uh, with Delvin, um, there was a question of of women, you know, saying how men don't don't really support women, and you know, I was just kind of like, how and why, and you know, what can we do, and all that stuff. The more it was more of how and why, more so why or how. But as soon as that happened, Delvin sent us the uh, us the um, the clip of it, and we were just like, "God damn it! That's exactly <laughs> fucking why. That's it. Like that is the prime example of men, specifically black men, not supporting black women um, in a in a public forum." And so, you know, he pe- he pretty much, you know, was like, "I don't, like I don't know that woman," <laughs> and <laughs> so forth. So apparently, he caught a lot of flat. And did this apo- this apology tour on on Twitter, 
um, apologizing to her. Um, I'm not sure. I, I really, I really would love to know what was the turning point, other than Twitter bashing the shit out of him that he decided to want to do an apology. What do you think about that? Do you think that he really sincerely meant it, or he just realized that his reputation was being fucked, and so he wanted to apologize? It was absolutely the latter. There's no way he fucking meant it because he fucking doubled down on it initially. Because you remember he was like, uh, "Yeah, none of that happened to me." Like the. Uh, yeah, it was America's Got Talent because he used that fucking acronym. Uh, like, yeah, no, uh, they was cool with me. And then he got a whole bunch of backlash and then was like, well, only, only women I got to worry about is my wife. And something like, like he said something, uh, it was something like where he only acknowledged that he has to worry about his wife and then didn't like even acknowledge like his daughters or his mom or something like that. Like, like that's like, that's the, the only woman who's just his wife. <laughs> yeah, that's the only woman whose approval I need. So basically, y'all can eat a dick. And then he got even more backlash. And it was like, oh, I didn't realize what I said. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Like, man, look, I'm not with fake apologies, man. Like, if you feel a way, stand by it. And and it's not what, like, I'm with it if you realize that you were wrong and then you're like, yo, I didn't get it. My bad. But when you double down first and then are like, oh, my bad, I realize it. No, you, you're fucking publicist told you that it's time for you to get your shit together so you delivered a fake ass apology like i think a lot of these celebrities man and i've been saying this about twitter for a long time man like the worst thing about twitter is that it gives stupid motherfuckers a platform and stupid motherfuckers is not limited to regular folks it's limited it's it, it includes celebrities too and it makes you have it forces you to have to take off those uh, rose tinted glasses that you have for your favorite celebrity who you might be like yo i fuck with terry cruz he mad funny in those movies uh, uh yeah he's mad buff like he, he's got a crazy body if you're a chick like yo or if you're a gay dude whatever like you, yo he's he's a oh, mad buff like i like this dude whatever and then you realize that they're a fucking moron or a bigot or a racist or a sexist or a misogynist whatever because twitter gave them the opportunity to speak their mind in front of their large audience. And that's all that was, man. Like, we've seen Terry Crews be funny in the Friday movies. We've seen Terry Crews be funny in uh, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We've seen Terry Crews be funny in fucking commercials and shit. And it's like, ah, oh, I love Terry Crews. He's so funny. And then Terry Crews is like, yo, fuck all y'all black bitches. I don't care about my mama or my wife. And it's like, yo, that's not, that's not how I perceive him to be. Isn't his wife white? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just thought that was just, I thought that was it. And I just thought it just meant more that he was just like, fuck everybody else but my white wife. And I'm just like, okay. Woo, if that was the case, I figured that shit would have blown up way more than it did if that was the case. Um, Maybe not. Let me not say that he has a, 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 a I'm white Googling wife. I'm Googling it now. Uh, yes! She looks white to me. <laughs> sure does. She's she looks white to me. Too. Yeah, she looks like she's about to call Apple Care. Bruh. She definitely wants to speak to the manager. Where she she she's about to snitch on somebody barbecuing. Yeah, oh Lord, this is not good for him at all. I didn't even realize that. So it just it just brings it just puts another racial racial component to it. And I'm and I have no for she the looks record, like a retired porn star. Yeah, I, I I get that. I get that from her. I'm looking at her picture now, like. Like she was popping real- as a porn star back in the nineties, but now she's retired and then settled down with a bald black man. She kind of looked like a weird Katie Seagal. Um, 
Anyways, uh, yeah, I, like I, it, I, he looks like when Pink gets old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she kind of has that look. Um, so, I, for one, I, for the record, I have no qualms with him having a white wife. Hey, uh, be be with who you want, uh, but love who you want to love, love who you want to love. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but uh, <laughs> fuck these niggas. <laughs> Man, look, any opportunity we could put in Ray J's rant. <laughs> How does it it just happen so organically? Like, mm-hmm. yo, we can always we can always slide in the Ray J that's rant. How, that's, so, that's, that's the definition <laughs> of classic. That's why it's the best, dog. Well, that's well, why I don't have I don't have I don't want to hear nothing else. Like, who got the best? Ray J. Yeah. That's like, it. You, I don't you, hear let fi- you let me finish this in. It don't fucking matter. Like <laughs> so that's that's the definition of timeless when you can just randomly <laughs> Put a, a, a Ray J quote and respond in Ray J uh, Ray J isms. <laughs> it said, "Love who you want to love." I don't care. I didn't mean but, it like that. But, but these punk faggots. <laughs> oh man! How do you how do you say how do you combine those two sentences? <laughs> how do you have those two sentences back to back? Like, and I think love he who you want to love, but these fuck faggots. He said faggot in a time where he would have said that two, three years after that, he would have caught all kinds of flack for it. Yeah, he said in a very, <clears throat> in a very small window where it it, yeah. it was it let was go. Kinda like it wasn't. A, it, it was. I don't think that word was ever really truly acceptable, but it definitely was not at that moment of 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 the time. Now, like he would have got flamed, and no one would have. They wouldn't have cared about nothing else uh, in the interview. Uh, except for that, but I digress. It's, it's uh, the <laughs> huh? It's the new F word. Yeah. Um, speaking of weird uh, interracial situations, so I wake up one morning and I'm like, uh, I see a tweet saying, uh, what the fuck was Meg doing? I'm like, who the fuck is Meg? And uh, they were talking about, uh, was it, is it Megan a Stallion? Yeah. Is, okay. Megan Thee Stallion making out with G Easy. <laughs> Did you see anything about this? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, okay. what was what was so wild is that people were actually clowning her, and usually black women don't get clowned for being with white guys. Like they're usually fully fucking accepted. I think it's because that nigga was sucking on her cheek like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, that was some. That was some weirdo. And he's like, not like. And he's not like. Fucking um. Like Henry Cavill, white guy, like the dude that plays Superman, white guy, or fucking Jason Momoa, white guy. He's fucking, he's like the uh, slightly normal built version of that skinny nigga from the uh, from old school. <laughs> like, well, it, like, it is, I, I think that's part. I think that's part of it. But I think is well, I think that's part. In it, but in addition to it, I think it's like I, I would assume he's pretty financially. Stable, but it's usually that's safe to say. That's safe to say that he's probably financially stable. Um, but it's not like totally rich. Like, okay, friends, have you ever seen the the white guy that uh, the Eve is married to? Uh, isn't he like rich? Like a, I think he's I a have fucking, seen him. He's a he's a he's rich as fuck. But have you ever seen him? I think so. What? 
but you, for the most part, you're not totally sure if you've seen a random white guy picture, you wouldn't know if it's him. No, or not. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know if it was. And him. that's kind of the point I'm proving. I have no idea what the fuck he looks like. <laughs> but he's rich as fuck, and no one gave a fuck because she married a rich ass fucking white guy. Same with fucking uh, Serena Williams. Name any other random uh, uh, black person celeb who's been with a white person. As long as he got a lot of money, they really don't give a fuck. But it's always a weird thing when black guys do do the same thing. Uh, but again, with Terry Crews, I have no issues with him and his white woman. As long as he's happy, whatever the fuck. But now he's a fuck boy, so he doesn't. And it's, it's weird because, like, other than uh, everybody hates Chris, that was the only thing I actually really liked him on. And he's I, I've been kind of indifferent about him because he's never really like been a person I was a fan of. I just thought it was just. He, his character was just being an angry dad was kind of cool, but I've never really cared for Terry Crews much, so I just you know he, he he's not I'm not he's not getting picked in a race draft like he never was even before this whole thing like I was picking somebody else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I like him on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, okay, I never really watched it, but I heard he was pretty. I hear he's pretty good on that. Oh, show. it's a great it's a great show. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand how he felt like that was a good move to to kind of double down on it and be like, yeah, I'm only I'm only worried about what my wife thinks about me and fuck my kids and my mama and all y'all, all y'all black bitches. <laughs> but you know what though, I, I, feel, <laughs> I think I, it was I mad hateful. Really though. <laughs> I I can't prove this by no means because it's it's not a it's only a hypothetical situation, but I feel real strongly about. If he had a black wife, things would have been different. Oh, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty safe to say. I think it would have been like, Terry, what the fuck, nigga? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, Gabriel Union is, you know, she's never done any wrong. You know, she's pretty much been a solid person, you know. Uh, and you go on a show that disrespected her and you just like, whatever. I, I only care about what my white wife think. You know what I mean? Like he didn't say that, but that's what he meant. You know? I mean, but Hey, yeah. <laughs> he didn't care about his kids, his mama, you know, nobody else. Rosa Parks. He like, fuck all of them. You know, <laughs> you know, it's just, for Rosa Parks to do it for some reason. I just, I just tossed her. There. I, I don't know. She just, I just felt like she was, I think today, Rosa, Rosa Parks in her grave, like this nigga. It was today or yesterday was her birthday or something. So, you know, I just brought her randomly brought her up. Uh, so, but yeah, so I don't know. Fuck him. Anyways. Um, so we talked about uh, Kobe. Man, you mentioned Austria. something you mentioned oh. something that I, I that, that made me kind of want to touch on something that was a side tangent. Um, you, you mentioned uh, it was it, it was in the Terry Crews thing just now. Um, you his said that his white wife. Um, fuck. Fuck, I lost it. All right, whatever. You need a notepad to just like write that shit down. I d- but I, it don't matter because I lose it so fast. Like you said, like something, I, that's what I, I had I, a thought, I, and then thirty seconds passed, always, and, I, and I lost it. I always say <laughs> I'm gonna put a notepad near me. The times I do have a notepad and I jot stuff down, it helps me. But nine times out of ten, I don't have a notepad, then I forget it anyway. Uh, <clears throat> and it just randomly comes up somehow. Uh, so yeah, I'm just looking at the notes. Um, Super Bowl. Uh, so hey, so what was the issue? So what was the issue about the uh, white people not washing the bottom of their dishes? 
So I, I don't really know what the issue was. I just saw on Twitter, uh, your homegirl Carla um, posted, uh, like retweeted I am totally something. Offended that she still got to be my homegirl, but whatever. <laughs> hey, okay, it's, it's not it's not going away. Um, yeah. She posted uh, something like. So white folks don't wash their dishes, and then it made me click on like she retweeted something, and then it made me click on that, and then I don't know. I guess that was a thing. I I, I don't know when it was, maybe like a few days ago, but it was a thing where I guess Black Twitter discovered that white people don't wash the bottom part of their dishes, and uh, I'm disgusted and appalled, <laughs> but not surprised, but disgusted and appalled, like because I don't know about you, but um, if I have plates, I stack the plates one on top of the other and put them in, uh, in the cabinets, wherever the plates are stored. So if you don't wash the bottom and then you put it on top of a clean yeah, plate. It. Oh, that's just null and void. Yeah. Then. Yeah. It's, it's, it's null and void. Like, I, I, I don't know, man, but like, look, we've had in the history of Twitter, not even the history of Twitter in the history of the past fuck couple of years. We found out that, um, well, I I established me personally years ago that white people don't, um, they don't mind walking around outside barefoot, even when there's duck shit on the ground. Uh, they don't wash their hands after they pee. We we all knew that already. That was common knowledge. And then um, Twitter discovered that apparently they don't clean the lower half of their bodies because the soapy water is just gonna run down and just help it all be help it all be clean um and now we know that apparently they don't wash the bottom of their dishes and um not to mention that they let you know like fucking <laughs> cats dogs manatees <laughs> whatever the fuck pets they have just run around on the stove and shit while they cooking food for the potluck <laughs> like he's like well yeah this it's whatever man like they just yeah yeah gross they're gross I, I was in the bathroom today. Well, not today. Maybe a day or two. I remember, and I I remember being in the urinal, and I'm I'm almost certain the motherfucker who was next to me uh, left out without washing their hands. And I've seen that a few times in my job, and that's why I don't open the door without having a paper towel on it because motherfuckers is nasty as hell. And I told the story before. Uh, one of the first during the first week I started working there, one of the higher ups was there and that, that motherfucker shook his shit off, zipped his pants and went right out the fucking door. And from that day forward, I've been using paper towel to fucking open the door for the last three fucking years. Yeah. Like, you motherfuckers. Like, like if they had an air blower in their back, it's only paper towel, but if they had an air blower, I would not use it because I would, I would use, if I did use it, I would still just grab some paper towel and fucking open the door. Like, motherfuckers is foul, dog. I don't understand how you can just ah, oh, that shit's just uh, whatever. And if you are fairly new to the What Up Though podcast, feel free to go back and find the episode where I ranted about white folks not uh, not washing their hands after they piss. Um, it is an episode. It is likely entitled "Dick Sales." I don't know, but that was the main topic of conversation. I think the episode was called "Dick Sales." Okay, yeah. Well, that's it. They leave their dick cells on the uh, on the handles of the bathroom door, and I don't fuck with them. Never have, never will. My dad raised me that way when I was still a child. He was like, "Don't grab the doorknob," and I I never 
that that even now in retrospect that tells me that this ain't even new shit my dad was a white man and he told me don't grab the door now michael like <laughs> it's filthy <laughs> don't fucking touch it use your he always would use the sleeve of his uh if he was wearing a, a jacket or a long sleeve shirt he he grab pulled the sleeve down past his hand and grabbed the handle with his hand pushed the door open all the rest of the way with his foot michael don't grab the door you something else. Hey, hey white famous, man. He told me, Michael, don't grab Michael, the door. Don't grab the door. <laughs> don't grab the door. And now, 30, 30 years later, here I am hey, on hey, a podcast, hey. still not grabbing the door, and still telling my son my same thing. Michael, don't grab the door. <laughs> See, those, those those are things that we talking about timeless and things and such. That is timeless advice that that never expires. That never, never that, that advice will be here for for far longer than we will ever be, <laughs> unless uh, our president gets us nuked. <laughs> it's crazy because I I never even thought about that before, but now I'm just like, yeah, man, my dad telling me when I was like six, seven years old, Michael, don't don't, don't grab the don't grab the door with your hand. <laughs> like, use 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 the paper towel. He's the one that taught me to use the paper towel. Use a paper towel, use a sleeve of your jacket, the sleeve of your hoodie, sleeve the bottom the of your sweater. shirt, whatever the fuck you Yeah, whatever. Use. Yeah, he would use yeah, yeah. He would use the bottom of his shirt, anything. Don't grab the door now, Michael. Now here I am. 30 years yeah. later. Don't grab the door now, Michael. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I wanted to uh kind of get into the uh impeachment trial. Um, although that's over oh, now. Yeah. Um I didn't there's watch a lot, any there's of there's a the, lot to discuss, but I, I didn't think watch this could probably be our last the, topic. Uh, yeah, that'll be the last one. Um, I didn't watch any of the impeachment trial. Um, I did listen to uh, uh, my, the podcast I listened to kind of talk about it, but I'm kind of behind. Um, so I didn't hear really any details of the proceedings. Um, I know that the end result was today that he was acquitted of, of charges. And the most notable thing, I think, was uh, um, one vote against him was, uh, fuck, why can't I think of his name? Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. But she only voted for one. He he didn't vote for the other, I think, right? He voted yeah. against him for the first charge, but not the second. At any rate, it wouldn't have made much of a difference because I don't know what the, the, the votes was on the second one, but whatever the case, he's uh acquitted. So I was and I don't so I don't blame people, but I feel like at this point people should really understand the 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 process of what an impeachment is and what removal is. And I'm trying to explain it to my like 50, 60 year old coworker, and I just stopped talking. I just put my headphones on because um, he was just like, "Yeah, so he didn't get impeached, did he?" And I'm like, "Yes, he's been impeached, but they voted against it." I'm like, "No, the impeachment is the process. Like he's been impeached." And I just at some point I just stopped because I'm just like, you know what? It don't even fucking matter, dude. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, so yeah, impeachment process comes. Uh, so I'll, I'll let you just go with that because you actually know a lot more of it than I do as far as this, uh, the trial and so forth. So you have fifty plus year old co- coworkers who don't understand how this shit work because they've been around. If they 50, 50 plus, they've been around for two impeachments. This is the third. Well, like they were know, around for Nixon and Clinton. So like, part of part of me wants to to get them. Uh, a partial pass because he's Canadian, but okay. I'm like, 
that's my partial pass that he's Canadian and he doesn't maybe understand because he never really tried to pay that much. If he's a fair weather uh, political person, I'm yeah. So that was my thing of just giving him a partial pass because he's Canadian. Okay, but, I'll let it slide that Canadian, but I'm like, how are you 50 something? You don't <laughs> this is your third impeachment if you're in your 50s, like, yeah. So come on. he's like, he's like upper 50s, so I'm like. I know he's been around, so I mean, but granted, I'm, he's probably a kid or whatever. When no, he wouldn't even been a kid with Nixon. No, he would have been old enough to remember. I mean, well, look, no, we're 50, 50 something now. Hey, look, I'm almost forty, and I get it. So nineteen seventy would be fifty. So yeah, if he's older than fifty, then yeah, he probably he should. Okay, even if I write off Nixon, <laughs> you are a full grown old ass adult. When Clinton got impeached, so you should still probably know, but whatever. Whatever. Continue, sir. All right. So, uh, what? Well, uh, I'm sorry, I, I got lost on that. Where, where, what am, where am I? Where am I? At? Oh, am I just um, um, uh, just your uh, your thoughts on the impeachment trial, since you uh, a little know a little more about it than I do. Okay. Um. So I didn't I didn't watch any of it either. Uh. But I mean, it took place all day. Um, throughout the course of the day, and I was at work, so I didn't really watch any of this shit. But I mean, we are—we all knew how the shit was going to play out. And at the end of the day, all the shit was was, um, hey, here's what he did. Yep, yeah, he did that. And uh, and then the Republican was like, yeah, he did that, but um, we all right with it. <laughs> and that's pretty much how it played out. Um, as far as the process goes, um, I, I know we did cover this on the process, but I—I I mean. We covered this on previous podcasts, but I'll uh, I'll run it back real quick. But um, essentially, um, an impeachment is a charge, and a uh, what just happened right now is the sentencing. So essentially, the House of Representatives charged the president with uh, the two charges of impeachment: the obstruction and um, uh, what was the other one? uh so obstruction obstruction of congress and of congress excuse me um oh abuse of power and that was essentially what the impeachment was so the impeachment saying that he was impeached is that he was formally charged by the house of representatives on those two charges um and then what just happened was the trial in the senate where the senate basically you know like a regular trial determines whether or not the president is guilty or innocent of those two charges and votes, whether or not they want to acquit the president, allow him to stay in office or convict the president and have him removed from office. Uh, they voted to acquit the president, which was not surprising, essentially completely along party lines, aside from Mitt Romney voting to convict the president on the, um, I don't know which charge it was. It was the first one that they did, but I don't know. I don't recall which one it was. I was watching it live, but I don't really remember which one it was. But um, they voted along party lines. Uh, one of the tricky things about it is that uh, most things that happen in the Senate just require a civil majority, a.k.a. Uh, a 51-49 vote, 100 senators, two per state, 50 states. Um, a simple majority is 51-49 um, removal from office uh, requires a 66% vote. So um, it was something like 66 uh, 34 uh, 
for um whether or not he could be convicted so it would it it wouldn't have been a simple 5149 to uh convict and remove him you needed 6634 or not no I don't know 6733 uh to have him removed from office uh which obviously didn't come didn't happen and didn't even come close to happening uh the biggest takeaway is that one obviously Mitt Romney was the only Republican senator to vote uh to convict on one of the charges and otherwise everyone voted along with their party and the other thing that I think is a big takeaway is that and this this is from my perspective this is my analysis is that um it's very clear that the Republican senators are um spineless pussy ass cowards <laughs> they know that he did what he did they know that he is a danger to the democracy and to this country uh they know that he is a horrific and horrible president and they voted to not convict him because they are afraid of the repercussions if they did because of the staunch support that he has in his base um, their jobs and their livelihood would be on the line if they voted to convict the president because they risk losing the support of their constituents in their respective states. And um, at the end of the day, Trump has uh, very staunch support among his base, like diehards, um, like Steve used to be for the Lions, but not anymore. Um, they... They will support him no matter what. And going against Trump goes against his base and goes against your constituents, and you risk losing what you have. So in typical Republican cowardly fashion, they uh, voted to allow him to stay in office because they were too chicken shit scared of what would happen if they went against Trump and their constituents and his base. And that's that's the end of it. That's really what it is. So now hopes lie on hoping that um, he will be removed from office via the election in November. And that's that. So I know that you're you're not a huge fan of, of Biden, and I've I've started to follow a lot of different people on on Twitter as of lately. It's expanding my horizons of normal people I normally follow, mm-hmm. and it's this one chick who's like a staunch. Biden supporter and I'm just like I just don't know what is she, and I don't know what she's seen in him though like it's just I'm so but it's like I don't know I don't know I I, I want to ask but you know she's I had to I, I'll probably see your Twitter name so you can just look at her tweets or whatever is she black no she's not okay well yeah I don't know <laughs> um, she's not black um, um, I want to say she's Jewish is she I old think. No, I mean she may be a little older than us, but she don't look like it. I like, mean old old, not older than us, like like old, like we old. I mean old old, like no, 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 no. <laughs> and it, it, even with that, I just don't feel like the old old people like that are like Twitter Twitter savvy to be on Twitter like that. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just a weird dynamic of seeing a person who's like so pro uh, Joe Biden. Um, are you familiar with the whole results of the Iowa caucus? So explain, I, I should have looked this up. If you had an answer, it's fine because, uh, but I should have asked you beforehand. 
what is the importance of the Iowa caucus versus any other state? Like, what is the, what is the, <laughs> the big thing with the Iowa caucus? All right, so y- you got me at a good time because I have the I have the strongest understanding of the Iowa caucuses that I've had um, during the duration of my time as a um, I don't know. It sounds weird to say fan of politics, but um, as someone who is is deeply interested in politics, and I have been since even before I was old enough to vote, so 16, 17 years old. So over the course of the last 20 plus years, I've been really into politics. And just now in 2020, I have my strongest understanding of, <laughs> of the caucuses. But um, so there's, there's two pieces to the IO caucus. There's one, the piece on why it's first, and two, the piece on how it works. Um, why it's first, I can't really tell you. Um, there is a ton of controversy regarding Iowa being first because um, a lot of the candidates feel like, and 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 the pundits and and the the citizens as well feel like um, Iowa is not representative of the country as a whole, and it's not. It's rural. It's all white folks. It's not really. It's not really representative of the country. Um, and with it being first, it lends to the idea that like, okay, this is how you, this is how we are jump starting the primary. So whoever wins Iowa gets to have that momentum. Like, yo, I won the first state. Let's get it rolling. I'm in, I'm the front runner. I'm in the lead. Let's get it popping. And as the, as time has progressed, Iowa has become more and more important in determining um, who is the front runner and who has the best chance of winning the nomination Uh, for the Democrats, at least the winner of Iowa has won the democratic nomination the last four times. I think I heard. So that would make uh, for, for us looking at it, that would be um, last year. I mean, not last year, last uh, go around 2016 would be Hillary Clinton. She won it very very narrowly over bernie like i mean like with less than one percent over bernie um before that would probably be um obama uh let's see would he be it, it doesn't fucking matter i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to go over all the the previous fucking democrats who won iowa but the point is that Iowa was important because it's first and it's usually a pretty strong indicator of who wins the Democratic nomination. Um, the caucuses are different than the primaries. Uh, primaries are just like regular fucking voting. You go and you vote, and whoever wins the most votes wins that state and gets the most delegates. Pretty simple, pretty clear cut. Um, the caucuses, which exist in Iowa, I believe Nevada has caucuses, and there there might be other states, but... Um, Iowa and Nevada are the fourth are the four are at the forefront of it because they are two of the first four states. Um, basically, the way the caucuses work is that at um, for in the case of Iowa, it was seven o'clock p.m. eight o'clock for us because they were an hour behind. Um, everyone shows up at whatever spot they have for their precinct. So just like you know, for you and me, we go to you know more than likely like a school and go to the gym to go vote. Um, they show up at wherever their, their precinct is at, uh, to go caucus. And what happens is they have stations set up where, um, different candidates 
are represented. So you might have a section. Let's just say, for instance, it's at a, uh, a fucking high school gym. You might have a section of that gym that is the Pete Buttigieg people. You might have a section that's the Elizabeth Warren people, a section that's the Bernie Sanders people, a section that's the Joe Biden people, a section that's the Amy Klobuchar people, Andrew Yang people. So they show up and they're like, okay, this is the candidate that I'm supporting. What happens is um, if your candidate doesn't have 15% of the overall grouping of the people there, they're considered to be not viable. And what that means is that now basically your candidate is off the board. So now you got to make a second choice. So for an example, if you are a Andrew Yang supporter and you show up at your Iowa precinct and you're like, yo, I'm here for Andrew Yang. I'm fucking with Andrew Yang. And at your precinct, there is 100 people there. If you are one of less than 15 people for Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang's not viable anymore because he's not 15%. So, and that's called the first uh, alignment is what it's called. Ah, uh, okay. So say you are, you Otis, you are up in there, you're Andrew Yang person, and you get there, you like, yo, I'm Andrew Yang. And you go to your little Andrew Yang section and they go through the first alignment and they're counting everybody and they count them off. Oh, Andrew Yang, eight people. And you're like, fuck, that's only 8%. I'm not at 15%. Andrew Yang is not viable. Now they do a second alignment. Everybody whose candidate had less than 15% got to pick a new person. So now you, as Andrew Yang guy, you got to be like, okay, now who am I fuck with? Now, each each candidate has representatives there that are there to sell you on that candidate. So maybe you come in with a backup person. Like if my person, if if Andrew Yang's not viable, this is who I'm gonna go to. And maybe you come in like if Andrew Yang's not viable, I'm open. Let's see what happens. So say you get sold on fucking, let's say Elizabeth Warren, and now you're like, all right, now I'm gonna fuck with Elizabeth Warren because Andrew Yang wasn't viable. Then they run it back again. And now it's it's the same deal. Now how many how many votes does not votes, but like how many people are here that support this candidate? Um, it used to be apparently it used to be multiple rounds of this prior to this year, but this year it was just the two. So your candidate's not viable in the first round, you move to somebody else, they run it back, and everything's realigned. So what happened this year? apparently is that there was an app called shadow that was supposed to report the findings of that was supposed to report the results to the dnc apparently the ceo 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 coo and cto of this app all used to be on hillary clinton's campaign and are also on pete Buttigieg's campaign and Pete Buttigieg um, uh, threw money at this, uh, uh, paid to help you know get this app popping. And the app spectacularly fucking failed on Tuesday. Generally, the IO caucuses is like an hour. Like the shit happens from like seven to eight East uh, Central Time, eight to nine for us. And results are pour- start pouring in at nine. Uh, and the shits usually decided between eleven o'clock and midnight. Uh, as you probably know by this point, we had no results until five o'clock in the afternoon the next day. And that was because this app that was supposed to report the results 
which is paid, which was funded by Pete Buttigieg, um, crashed or crashed or fucked up the results. And they didn't, they weren't able to get that shit digitally. So they had to do all the shit manually, like paper. Isn't it like a conflict of interest of him funding something that he's potentially being voted for? uh, Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, (laughs) That's that's why this is a problem. Yeah, (laughs) and that's why if ultimately he ends up coming out as the winner of Iowa, there's gonna be massive fucking side eye about it. (laughs) So yeah, this is this is a big reason why when people are going to be so against the technology that the the voting process being more streamlined, they're going to come back to this shit every fucking time. Yep. Every fucking time because the voting I mean and this and the issue that they had with the app for the Iowa, Iowa caucus has nothing to do with the fact that the our voting system is the most archaic system that we actually currently use for anything for the most part. And this is definitely gonna be one of those things where people come back and be like, Well, you see what happened to the Iowa caucus, that shit fucked up. Yeah. Uh that's that's yeah. that's that's fucked. Yeah, I don't have any other phrase other than that's fucked up, but yeah. How do <laughs> I just see how how did he even get to the point of using that, knowing that he that, that's a huge conflict. I, man, of I don't know. And and the biggest issue is that um, there were controversies and issues with how Bernie and Hillary played out in 2016. And it's no secret that Bernie Sanders being elected is a huge problem to all politicians, not just Republicans, but Democratic politicians as well. Like. Bernie Sanders is going to come in and fuck shit up. He's going to flip all the shit on his head. And politicians right now flourish based off of like uh, corporate donations and, uh, you know, sleeping in the same bed with um, all these people who have influence in different parts of politics or different parts of business or whatever. Like, and he's out here like, fuck corporations, fuck healthcare systems, fuck like, you know, all the shit that basically funds a lot of what politicians do. So it's in nobody's interest that Bernie Sanders be elected other than the people. And this will do nothing other than to serve the narrative that Bernie Sanders is being fucked by the Democratic National Convention. Because it's like he he his everything that Bernie Sanders preaches only benefits the people. It, it doesn't benefit politicians at all. So the, there's already people who are out here like, the DNC is out to basically fuck him again, like they fucked him in 2016. So the idea that Bernie Sanders entered into Iowa polling at the top, like he should be watching this shit, and then the and then to have the Pete Buttigieg slash Hillary Clinton app <laughs> funded app that was supposed to report that the results crash. And then we get paper results to say, hey, guess what? Pete Buttigieg won. Like, there's no way that shit's not going to be controversial. So it, it's all just incredibly messy. It's incredibly damaging to our democracy. And it's going to be a complete and utter shit show unless things right themselves quickly. So we, we got a 60, was it 62%? of the Iowa precincts that they reported yesterday that showed uh, Pete Buttigieg with a very, very, very slim lead over Bernie Sanders and delegate count, but behind him an overall vote count, which is weird. And then you got still 38% left to report, which still is to my knowledge has not yet happened. Um, 
we got that at five o'clock yesterday and it's eleven fifteen now. So uh eighteen hours later, we still don't have the remaining thirty-eight percent. And then we have New Hampshire uh is voting in their primary on Tuesday, which will not be dramatic at all. New Hampshire is Bernie country all day. Like they're they neighbor to Vermont where Bernie is uh from and represents. Um, Bernie's Bernie's gonna watch New Hampshire. Like it's not even not even a question. But um, you still got South Carolina and Nevada after that, and Super Tuesday. Like there's still a lot to happen. But um, what's happening right now in Iowa is a huge uh, smudge black mark on our democracy, and it, it's it's not a good look at all. It's 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 tragic what's happening right now. Yeah, that's that's uh I I didn't know I didn't know about the whole. Buttigieg, uh funding or and the people being uh, on Hillary's staff prior or whatever. That's wild. And that nigga declared victory uh, the night of. He was like he before the, the like, results even were put in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like like when we already knew the shit was fucked up. He was like, he's he went like actually went on TV and said something like, um, "It looks like when the results come out." We're gonna be heading to New Hampshire victorious. Like he called himself the winner when, like, at that point, nothing had come out yet. It was just like, yo, we it was like we were still in a spot where we didn't even know what the fuck was going on. And he's like, Yep, I won. <laughs> it's like uh, the it's fuck? Like a, this, this is like a weird episode of scandal when they had the fucking <laughs> voting boxes all fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is like some fucking fucking scandal yeah it was like that but yeah man so like yeah we're sitting in a spot where um people are on high alert like are, are they gonna try to jerk bernie again because nobody wants bernie to win other than bernie's uh, other than <laughs> actual people who vote <laughs> they want bernie right. to win but uh politicians they don't want bernie to win and it's showing. You got Hillary Clinton out here trying to fuck Bernie six ways from Sunday with her bitch ass. I don't understand hate, her angst. Hate understand Hillary Clinton, dog. I don't understand her angst with Bernie though. I mean, she's not even running. Like she doesn't see him being a viable candidate. Like she sees him as being a vastly superior candidate to her, and she is a spiteful, hateful woman who doesn't want to see anyone flourish other than her. And she's still salty about the fact that that nigga washed her really would it matter in the primaries but she somehow managed to eke her little weasley ass primary win and she felt like oh he didn't back me soon enough so i'm gonna fuck him and everyone who's related to him just like she fucking tried to fuck obama back in 08 so yeah fuck hillary clinton dog. like hillary clinton is the reason that and i've said this on this podcast numerous times you have stereotypes that are invalid like a woman is not being fit for high political office. I don't agree with that. Like, there's no reason that a woman cannot run this country or run any other form of high office uh, within politics whatsoever. There's no reason to believe that. A woman can absolutely do that. But you're going to have bigots, uh, misogynists, sexists, whoever, who are going to be like, yeah, no, a woman can't do that. Women are too emotional. Women are this, women are that. All kinds of invalid arguments that don't make sense, and a woman could absolutely do that role. And then you got bitches like Hillary Clinton who fucking feed into that shit, who absolutely support that, who do those types of things, who show that 
oh, uh, if I'm not going to win, then nobody's going to win. I'm going to tear everybody else down and bring them all down with me who feed into the concept that women are not emotionally fit to run those types of roles. And that's what makes me so mad about it. It's not even that she does ho ass shit. It's the fact that she gives bigots the, the justification that they need to continue to be bigots. And I, I, I just don't like when people um, give evidence and support to stereotypes and she does it all the time. She's the absolute fucking worst. Like, what a fucking detriment to the Democratic National Party that Hillary Clinton is. She's the absolute fucking worst. What what position does Hillary hold right now? Dumb bitch. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah, I brought my A game tonight. <laughs> she doesn't hold any position. She's just out here. Yeah, no, she's just out here. She's nothing. She's the only position she holds is that bitch who tries to fuck Bernie Sanders over. That's the only position she holds, to no benefit of her own. Fucking like, Bernie Sanders say, like, over. What does she, what does she get only, out of this? Nothing. Nothing. Other, nothing other than the petty, childish, dumb fuck satisfaction she gets from screwing over Bernie Sanders. That's all she gets. Nothing. I mean, Benefits are no I mean, way. I mean, it, it seems like it just takes away a viable candidate that ultimately yep. can actually yep. uh, beat Trump. Yep, that's her favorite thing to do is to tear down vastly superior candidates um, that prove that she is unfit for the role. I would love. And she her. goes, "Oh, I'm not good for this. Let me tear down the people who are better than me." So nobody her. wins. I would love for somebody to in, uh, interview her and to, to actually say those points. Like, uh, so is it because he's better than you that you want him to lose like <laughs> i would yeah. love to see her face when someone said that uh, that'd be me that'd be my interview with her with her oh man mm. all right well um i think that's about it uh, uh you got anything else no nah, man we can wrap it up um i don't think we left too much on the table um and nothing that we left on the table is uh something that can't be covered next week so um yeah i'm good no nah, that's 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 good um yeah so as always thanks for listening um you can find our uh, our podcast on any sh- pretty much every streaming network uh that's available uh itunes soundcloud stitcher whatever the case um you can uh email us if you have any questions comments uh what up the podcast at gmail uh you can find our twitter page at what up the podcast our facebook page what up, though, podcast? And um, yeah, that's it. Other than that, oh, uh, check out. Uh, so we did. Uh, Mike did an episode about uh, favorite. Sh- is it just favorite TV shows? Yeah, my top ten, top ten top, shows, twenty nineteen. Top ten shows of twenty nineteen. You can check that out. That's on our feed as well. And uh, hopefully, we will have the episodes we featured in with uh, uh, Del- the Delvin Cox and the Delvin Cox Experience. Also, uh, check out. Tim Hines and forgive me, I can't remember. Ready, his name's Ready. No, Ready, the actual his actual show. Uh, oh, another week. Another week. Uh, blame the Buffalo Trace. Um, check out uh, the, one of the, uh, the last, uh, one of the most recent episodes of Another Week with Tim Hines and Ready. Uh, Mike is on that, and uh, yeah, yeah and we'll I, I'm gonna throw that. I, I'm gonna throw that on our feed. Um, 
within a couple days, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let this episode marinate for a little bit. So yeah. I'll probably throw that on our feed, maybe like over the weekend or next Monday or something like that, just to kind of just keep content rolling. So um, I got a copy of that. That'll be on our feed, so you don't necessarily have to search for another week. But if you do, fucking search it, subscribe, good shit. Cool, cool. All right, cool. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Yep, peace.